we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures you restore my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Over the past few weeks, um, three weeks in particular, this, you know we've been dealing with for two months now, the idea from Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. Y'all know what it is, what's, what's, y'all know what it says now, right? Be what? Imitators of God. We've been dealing with that. Um, but um, uh, Elder Anthony, over the last two, three weeks, what's been sitting on me uh, is the idea that the imitation of God is on purpose. Imitation is not the destination. Imitation is for replication. We have been called to imitate God so that we can replicate his results. Um, I had this here written down that the idea of becoming imitators of God is more than just mimicking his actions. But it's about being intentional about replicating his results now. From the book of Genesis, and you move all through, we can even look at the entire Old Testament. And you will see, please stay with me. I need you to get this because there's an, I feel fire got on me. There's an anointing, there's an empowerment about to be released upon you that you will no longer be a victim to circumstance. You, now, oh, Pastor, I had it all the time. Boy, please, if you could receive this by faith, if you could get your faith your faith eyes on, your faith mind on. I'm telling you, this is going to change your life. From the book of Genesis chapter 1, we see supernatural manifestations as being the modus operandi of God. The supernatural. The supernatural is when you impose something super on something natural that sounds simple here we go the earth is without form it's void it's full of darkness he opens his mouth and imposes his will on a natural condition that is supernatural because he created a natural result without using natural means one more time. He created a natural result without using natural means. That is supernatural. When you're, see, 
I need you to get this, that anything that you call supernatural that doesn't have a natural manifestation, that is just super. It's not natural. Are you all still here? So those, those like, <laughs> those glorious things you will see flying around and you will be floating to the next dimension and, and experiencing all the things you experience in your high place. If that doesn't impose itself on the natural, it is not supernatural. That's just super. The idea is, is Jesus says when you pray, pray this, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I want heaven, which is super, to be imposed on earth, which is natural. That's how you get supernatural. You are still here. So I was talking to Denny um, on the way here. Uh, because when you read the Old Testament, I found out something that that God was conditioning us, watch this, for supernatural thinking. All through the Old Testament. But we read it so much as a storybook and don't see it as a life book. So it's just good stories. So I said, Denny, give me some Old Testament stories that stand out to you. He said, oh, Daddy, you tested me. I said, no, Denny, no. This is not a test. Denny, you are good. You will not be wrong. Just whatever comes to your mind, Old Testament story. That's why it's good to send your children to good Christian school. You know, so this is so easy. So then he begins, then he say, this, this happened this morning. He says, oh, okay. Elijah. Elisha. No, Elijah. Hold on. <laughs> I said, take that. I don't want to rush it. He said, Elijah. I said, okay, Danny. I said, what about Elijah? He says, Elijah called for a competition. See, I never heard like that. See, Elijah called for a competition on Mount Carmel. And I said, well, Daddy, what happened? That's a plane. You know what happened. <laughs> he said, tell me anyway. He said, and, and, you know, they had their gods, and they was doing stuff, and they was cutting this, and this, and that. And then Elijah um, wet the thing with water, and then he called down fire from heaven. I said, you remember that? Yeah. I said, okay, cool. I said, Give me another one you remember. He says, Goliath. I said, you remember Goliath? No, David. I said, okay. I said, what about, he says, you know, you know, David was a little boy and he killed the big giant Goliath with just a slingshot. I said, wow. I said, what else do you remember? Man, I remember. <sighs> um, Daniel's friends. When they stood up to the king, and um, he said it was Darius. I said, sure it's Darius? Hold on. He said, but Darius was something. I said, yeah. I said, keep on going. No, I He said, they stood up to the king, and, and they threw him in the fire furnace, and they was walking around in the fire. I said, one more. Said, you know, of course, he's getting mad at me now. Daddy. I said, one more. He says, okay then, Daniel. When he's putting the lion's den, and, and God shut up the lion's mouth. 
He said, you want more? I say, I mean, you got more? He said, Adam and Eve. I said, no, that's boring. Because <laughs> I tried to go somewhere. Then he say, he say, okay, what about Esther? Uh-uh, boring. Uh-uh. That's the point I tried to make. So he gave me, so I got to count them too. He gave me six stories. And four of them that stood out to him at nine years old is the supernatural. And truth of the matter is that if I would do that same Denny test on all of you, the cat, none of y'all would pick Micah. Y'all ain't gonna say Nahum or Obadiah. Some of y'all don't even know they're in the Bible. If I told y'all to give me some Old Testament story, it would be something with, with a wow. It'll be um, Sarah at 90 having a baby. What kind of stuff that is? I mean, the whole story of Moses. Supernatural after supernatural after supernatural. And, and this seems so basic, y'all. But the Lord says to me, he says, son, I wanted to condition my people from Jump Street to know that you are not to be limited by what happens in the natural dimension. You are not supposed to be stuck in the natural. You are not supposed to be stuck in the natural. This is why when Jesus came, um, the people who didn't like him, they had one common thing to say about him. He's a miracle worker. His entire ministry was supernatural. How then, Tracy, did we get so dumbed down? Oh, my goodness. So when you look at us today, we are a long way away from the conditioning that God was trying to give us to accept the possibility. Accept the possibility, Rizzi, of a supernatural alternative to whatever you're dealing with. Accept the possibility that there is a supernatural alternative. Most of us don't even consider that there is possibly a supernatural alternative. So we are praying for the war to end in Ukraine. So that things can stabilize and the price of gas go down so that we can function. Because the church only thinks through natural lenses. So, so anything we want and need to happen, we calculate how it can happen naturally. Because if we don't see how it can happen naturally, then we go in panic mode because in us, the supernatural is not even an alternative. The doctor says, what you have, you have to have an operation. So what do we do? Plan, stick up. 
That's how we have been conditioned. Now, I'm not throwing blows at nobody. I'm not throwing this because we have been conditioned like this all our life. Y'all still here? This has been how we've been conditioned to think. We've been conditioned to think from a natural perspective. And, and so, the, uh, listen, we are at the place now where you, if you introduce supernatural thinking, you look strange. You look weird. You look silly. And I'm not talking about the world, I'm talking about the church. If you go in your car, if you get to work, and you tell the people, listen, my car battery dead. Okay, pause. If you come to church, and you tell them your neighbor jump your car for you to come to church this morning, and you sit in this service today, hear this word about the supernatural, and you go into your car, and you tell the fellas outside, I don't need a jump. I can believe God for this to turn over. They will tell you, stop being crazy. I have jumper cables. Y'all here? The supernatural, y'all, is not an alternative for us. And someone says, well, I mean, why, why, why do you believe God for that? I mean, I can just get a jump. It's about conditioning. It's about getting us to think on another dimension. And this can be a long journey for us to walk on because we have been so conditioned to exist on this natural plane. Most of the stress that we have, Lord God, all of the stress that we have is because we only think naturally. We only see through natural lens. We, we only... We are, we are limited by the five senses. What we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we taste. What's the next one? We smell. We, we live based on that, and that determines the existence of the Christian. Look across at your neighbor and ask them, how did we get here? How, how, how did we get here that we are in bondage to the natural? When from the book of Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation, we have a supernatural book. And watch this. I, I have a point that I was, I, was, I was making, and I wish I was writing. I wasn't writing because I wanted to show you all the picture of me scratching it out. Because I have one particular text, and I was looking at these miracles, and I was going to pull philosophical truths from the miracles. Ask me what I mean. I can tell you. So there was an example where open blind eyes. And you know what I was going to say? That the supernatural gives you the ability to have revelation into the supernatural dimension. It allows you to see deeper. That sounds good, right? And I was going to make that my first point, that you will have another level of sight. That is not what open blind eye mean. Open blind eye means somebody get a, a blind, the, the dog will just walk for you because he can't see. 
Somebody get a walking stick. Somebody just read Braille. And you pray for them. And they ain't got to read Braille no more. Because their eyes are not open, they could see. But the church of the 21st century, we take open blind eyes and we make it a principle. Y'all still here? So it's not the fact that somebody was blind and now they can see. What we say is, listen, in this room, all of you are blind. Good preaching. That's good preaching. That's good 21st century preaching. In this room, you are blind. You are blind. There's some area of your life where there is blindness. But I hear the word of the Lord that there is coming a wave of the anointing and the supernatural is about to hit your life and every area of blindness. The light of God is about to shine and you're about to see touching. Everybody say, I can see clearly now. I can see clearly now. Find yourself people say, I can see clearly. I can see clearly. That sound cute. That was actually pretty good just now. But that's how we have pushed the supernatural out of church. We're so deep until we have anchored ourselves in natural living. We have thrown our stakes, driven our stakes into the ground and say, we can live naturally. And I'm here to disrupt that demonic agenda. Because, see, the Bible says, what, this is so crazy. Your Bible says that, he says, miracles are for unbelievers. So, if I have a church in the 21st century where there are no miracles, unbelievers ain't going to take them serious. Oh, God. The reason them people piled up to follow Jesus was because of the works he was doing. And so the enemy says, let me take the works out and let me just leave them with philosophical teaching. And with all we got is philosophical teaching, now we got to compete against the church of the Baha'i. Good God. Now we, we got we to gotta compete now against the nation of Islam. We got to compete against all these other um, ways of thinking because all of them given us a new way of thinking. And truth be told, if you pull the supernatural out, we all sound the same. Y'all ain't going to tell the truth. If you pull the supernatural out of our experience, what we are all saying fundamentally is the same thing. Rasta saying the same thing we said. See, y'all just don't listen to what they said. If you listen to Rasta, they saying the same thing we said. Oh, boy. If you listen to all these different teachings, Church of the Black Messiah, they're saying, they're teaching the same thing we're saying. Actually, they're making you feel better. I can tell you, you're black and you're proud and you're strong. Because Jesus was black. But actually, there was no Jesus. That the white man created Christianity. They teed it from our ancestors up there in Egypt. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. So when you had them talking, you'd be like, you know, wait, I could do this. And if all we got is a higher level of thinking, and they have a higher level of thinking, and they have a higher level of thinking, if that's all we have, that's why we're fighting so hard. And that's why the Christian church in many areas is hemorrhaging. Because we are preaching a gospel that is anti-supernatural. Mm -hmm. 
Y'all still here? Y'all still here? You ready for this next place? See, we cannot be a church rolling in wealth, and we will. Okay, you know what? That didn't go over right. We cannot be a church rolling in wealth, and we will. running our own businesses, driving our new cars, living on top of the world, but still in a natural existence. There is a power that only we can bring into the world and the world is hungry. Good God Almighty. For this living bread, they waiting for this thing. That's alive. Okay. All right. Now, let's keep on. Keep on moving. Y'all still good? Y'all want something fancy independent? Or y'all all right? Because what we're trying to do, we're trying to get independent from this world system. We, we're trying to become independent from natural vices. From natural machinations. Glory to God. Now watch this. Go to John 14. I'm going to need me a reader. If you get your spirit right to hear this, I'm telling you, your life is going to change. Your life is going to change. Natural things ain't going to phase you no more. Natural stuff ain't going to phase you. Because you know you have access to the supernatural. John 14, 10 to 12 in the NLT. You got it? Somebody got it? Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Now, that's the first principle I'm going to put from this text. You know what? Rizzi, read the whole thing. No, everybody read the whole thing and then come back and pull it down. Everybody, let's just go from 10 to 12. Ready? Read. Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? Mm -hmm. The words I speak are not my own, uh -huh. but my Father who lives in me uh -huh. does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Uh -huh. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. Mm -hmm. I tell you the truth. Go ahead. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Now, this is some crazy stuff right here. Watch this. Go to verse 10 again, Rizzi. Read that for me. I want to pull four principles from this text that are crazy. Go to, the, go to verse number 10. Read it again for me. Go ahead. What it says. Don't you believe uh -huh. that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? First principle. He says, number one, I want you to see this. He says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. This is kind of um, going in line where the Bible says, I am the branch and yeah, the branches. Remember that, that scripture? This, this also confirms, write this down, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17. Very potent. Because 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17 says that they that are joined to God, they become one spirit. They that are joined to God become one spirit. The picture here is the joining together between the individual and God. Jesus was saying that I am joined together with God and we are one. And the same thing happens to you when you are filled with the Holy Ghost. So I need you to understand this, that this, this whole idea of functioning in the supernatural cannot happen outside of the Holy Ghost. You in God and God in you is the work of the Spirit of God in you. Are you still here? I got, do I need to slow that down and say that again? 
this here, he says that God is in me and I am in God. This is the confirmation of a concept called interpenetration. Glory to God. Where God flows in me and I flow in God, we become one. And that is the embodiment of what Paul declares in 1 Corinthians 6 and 17, where he says, they that are joined to God become one spirit. Now, the joining to God happens by way of the Holy Ghost. So you need the Holy Ghost as the prerequisite for what comes after in this text. So this level of living is for people, sorry, is for believers that are filled with the Holy Ghost. I got to say this because people cannot be filled with the Holy Ghost, only believers. People can be saved. People can be born again. But believers are the only ones that can be filled with the Holy Ghost. So I need to say that again. The gift to people is the new birth. That's the gift to the world, to be born again. The gift to the church, the believers, is what? The Holy Ghost. The Bible says this spirit which the world cannot receive. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the CHRES Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.